Welcome to another episode of Deeper Than Sports And today guys, we get to hang out with Greg Harris And we are super excited One, for you giving us a little bit of your time But for two, we are going to have a ball today And we just want to say thank you in advance For making yourself available for this Oh, it's a privilege and honored Absolutely and, and in my old gym Absolutely, right. man when, you, when I arrived here I said, Greg had to attend this school to even come back. Cam was like, man, this is like middle school PE. <laughs> right. All right. don't, don't the hallways look small? Mm-hmm. You're like, I wasn't that hey, big. Greg, Greg, ain't it crazy how when you come back to school, the hallways in the schools look super small. But when yeah, you man, went to the school, smaller. it was yeah. looking like, man, this was big. Mm-hmm. This is huge back <laughs> then. Maybe, maybe we just grew. We probably maybe just, just grew. I don't we know. ran suicides in high schools, man. You thought the gym was huge. I right. thought this was 150 was feet. Like, yeah. It's not that big. Man. Exactly. He's crying and complaining about yeah. the suicide. We still cry. Exactly. <laughs> man, nice. but Greg, do me a favor, man, to kick us off. Start with just a little bit about yourself. We're going to dive into all the things that's Greg today. But just to tell the people who you are, what you do, and how you came to be, talk to us a little bit about where you got started, where you're from, and everything else. Uh, it's a privilege. So anyway, so I grew up in Grand Rapids in the city. I played in the city league. Yep. I played with Brew's dad. <laughs> he went to Central. Yeah. That, so we had electricity back then. I know that doesn't, but the but the mules turned that electricity. <laughs> and we had dirt floors. There we go. Just teasing, we did. <laughs> but the city was, that was it. I yeah. Mean, the seven city schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The city and league. He had the original city league. City league. That was, you know, when they shut it down, you're like, oh my goodness, all the people that came through and we yeah. played against. And so I grew up uh, kind of uh, Burton, Breton area. I uh, used to ride my bike to Ottawa to play because yeah. we didn't have any feeder programs okay. mm. at our school. So we, I all played with the Ottawa guys. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and then ended up, fast forward, uh, out of college, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll give back a little bit. I mean, a lot of coaches meant a lot to me. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, oh, I'll give back. So I got up with Dutcher and uh, Ruffin and Hugh Martin. I coached at Ottawa for five years. Nice. And it was probably one of the more fulfilling there you go. Really, because the guys would come to practice and they just wanted love. Yep. Mm-hmm. It happened to be football. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really great uh, experience. In fact, one of the guys that I coached just called me this morning. He works for the county uh, county um, court system. And he's like, I thought about you. And I'm like, that's what coaching is about. That's what it's about. Or that's what playing with teammates is about. Exactly. So I played three sports here. I played a lot of sports in middle school. I drove my mom and dad crazy. Uh, so the only thing I didn't like was badminton and bowling. But uh, um, but I co- I, here I was Christian, uh, high graduate in 81. Okay. Nice. So that's 1981, not 1881. <laughs> and um, so I played football, basketball, baseball, had some phenomenal coaches. What was your favorite of the three? You looked like you was good in all three. Yeah. I, was I, you better in prob- baseball? Probably my favorite was baseball. Okay. Mm. It's just like one-on-one, right? You're the pitcher, and that batter's got a bat, and sometimes it looked like a little toothpick. And you just <laughs> throw right past him. I was probably better in football when you compare, you know, like you, you yeah. look at your competition. Basketball, I was, you know, just uh, white guys can't dr- jump. That's the real <laughs> truth. So I could shoot, but uh, that's about it. But when, my era, we had some amazing city league basketball. I mean, Sugar was here, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, MC Burton, and yeah. Anthony Welch, and it was just on and on and on. So just around the guys, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying there aren't those guys anymore, but there probably aren't those families. Yeah, right. yeah. that's and a good that's point. And that's the part that I think right. us adults really got to kind of yeah. hone in on and, and make a difference. Yeah, but you my grew parents up with those families, man. That's a good. Point. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I just One grew up with them, schools, you, knowing that they were going to be at Central yeah. Ottawa or, or even Christian for that matter. You knew. I mean, my friends were mixed. Yeah, we wasn't from one neighbor. We just played. Yeah. yeah, we didn't care. I mean, I grew up playing ball at Michigan Fuller Park. Yeah, white, white yeah. or Garfield. Yeah, we played against Fuller. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. just yeah. you know, just brings back some great memories and sports. Really, kind of knocks down a lot of it stuff. Does. Yeah, it does, and it unifies everybody from all walks of life mm. yeah. yeah if you can play and or if you part of the team you family that's yeah. all that matters really. and that's if all that matter if you yep. can play yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think sports has a mosaic about it mm-hmm. you know it's different colors different sizes different looks different pedigree different yep. it, and you come together and you're one team with one uniform exactly that's maybe probably what i enjoyed the most but my parents you know carted me around a lot and they were very very you know 
sacrificial. To, <laughs> yeah, my sister too was, you know, she showed out to my sister for horsing around that many ball games. But mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, the wins were great. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, sometimes, you know, people ask, you know, you had a lot of wins. I said, I'd probably write one book on wins. Mm-hmm. I can write three books on lessons. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the, that's the story to kids today. Absolutely. You know, it's not about winning on Nintendo. It's mm-hmm. about giving your best and sweating and contributing and, yeah. you know, Brew, you're coaching kids who are still trying to put it together. Yeah, and, you're right. You know, it's a tough, tough neighborhood, and there, there are a lot of mix there. And, mm-hmm. But if you can get them on the same page, man, the winds just are sweeter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Got a question for you, Mr. Harris. So I want to rewind back with the City League. You know, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big time, like, when I be with my dad, we always talk about the history of the City League. Ooh. And... He just, he got so many stories, just the competitiveness from playing at the park, Garfield Park, King Park, Michigan Fuller. You know, it's guys that, you know, used to come from the Kentwood area, ride the bus to to go to King and compete. And like you said, you named some great guys off. Like, how was that back in the day? Like the the the, the rivalry, the com- competition. And my dad said, like, winning the city championship and like basketball and football and baseball and track is like, it's like a mini state championship. Mm-hmm. Like ri- li- literally, it's like they were more focused on winning the, the city. city league. It's like bragging rights than anything else. So I was just like, dang, that was, you know. So could you talk more about that? I, th- you know, Carlton. I think the the rivalries weren't angry. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were clean competition. Like after a ball game. <laughs> You'd go to McDonald's on 28th Street, and there'd be Ottawa or Catholic Central or Central or wherever, yeah. and uh, y'all just still talked. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like you know hatred. Right. And I think now it, it's gotten to that place of we you know got to squash them. Yeah. And that wasn't what it was like. I mean, I, I played uh, you know some against some very good players, um, and probably my parents did a fabulous job you know keeping me humble. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know, so you'd just be like you know yeah, look at him. Yeah. Buddy, you're you're playing on the same court with him. Yeah. I know, but that's him, you know. Yeah. And and, and there's this was a little awestruck, you know. Yeah. And then by the time you get done, you're like, man, we'd still put our shoes on that same way. Yeah. You know, and no one's doing it for some people and not for others. But the city league back then, and this sounds so archaic, but there were seven schools, yes. three private, four public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh wasn't a whole lot of recruiting. Nope. Mm. I mean, you lived there, you lived there, you played there. You you wouldn't go to another school. That'd be like traitor. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so, and everyone had great coaches. Mm -hmm. And they were often faculty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, hey, hey, Carlton, you... You missed class today. They were they all in, knew. They were, they were present in the school. In the they all knew. They all knew what was going on, and someone's having trouble at home, and the coaches would come in, and and uh, and Brew, that's what you got. You know where you coach mm-hmm. is. You got to you got to chase these boys down and build them up. I would say one well, the funnest part about you know going to school is you come in as a ninth grader and yeah maybe have a little potato chip chest, no hair, voices maybe changing a little bit, <laughs> and by the time you're a senior, like where did that monster guy come from right. you know they work right. out and so i think the the city league at that point i, I don't have it down pat but the okay conference wasn't as big big as it is now um, yeah but uh, this is an old word but john boss was an all-star game i don't know who john boss was I, that's what they called it when we were playing the city played everybody else mm. Mm. So that was in football or basketball or baseball or track. Yeah. Mm. And in thinking about it now, I'm thinking, well, that was a little unfair for the city. <laughs> but everybody lived here. Right. Everybody lived here. Yeah. You know, you go to Kentwood on 44th Street and you go a little farther, that was country. That was yeah. farmland. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. You yeah. know, so back then the city was where everybody was. Lowell, I mean, no one knew where Lowell was. It was a first name of guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now you know who Lowell is. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. so I think it was just nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And, and for some of us, maybe we didn't really know it. Yeah. It was just what we grew up with, right. and, and you kind of defended the city. Yeah. If we didn't make playoffs, we'd go see West Catholic play. See? Mm. And it wasn't like, oh, we're mad at them. Mm-hmm. We're like, they're good, you know? Yeah. So, um, in fact, one of my Ottawa buddies, we went to Hope together, Hope College, but one of my Ottawa buddies came in last, week, or last month, and we hung out for two days. And it's just a story. I mean, right. we, we didn't go to high school together, but it, there was just that brotherhood about it. Yeah. You know? I want to give a shout out. You mentioned Dutcher. Jerry Dutcher <laughs> was my head coach. Mm-hmm. Hugh, Mar- <laughs> Hugh Mar Robinson was my coach. 
and just just show some love to my Ottawa influencers because uh, you you brought those guys up and and they just were instrumental in the city league mm-hmm. back yeah. back in those days when legendary. the city league what it was what it was and like CB just said they were legendary oh, coaches and like you said Greg every school had a quality coach mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's huge like like you saying that my bad to cut you off Chris like you good you saying that like that's crazy man like, I know great coaches at Every All school, the city schools, like man, it's it's almost. I got goosebumps just even going back in time. But you know, you have like a Fred Julian was the West Catholic coach. Like mm-hmm. you know, he coached there for a hundred years. I played with totally <laughs> Julian at GRCC. Right. So, yeah. So just the names, yeah. you know. Oh, you're yeah. thinking that West, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he. Oh, he ran it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. So and then you know. Catholic Central had great coaches, and Ottawa, you know, Dutch, and yeah. uh, and then I got out of college. I coached with Dutch and Hugh and, and Ruff, and yep. it was just a privilege, man. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, just in fact, my first quarterback was the quarterback from Ottawa, and I just texted him today saying, "Hey, I'm going to do a podcast about." I didn't know all the questions you'd ask. Hopefully, they're two syllable <laughs> words, not too much heavy. But uh, he's like, "Man, you, you just bring back memories." I said, "What did I do?" <laughs> and he said, coach, you just reached out to me. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Mm. And you just kind of open up that little closet mm. yeah. of just great memories. And, yeah. and we, you know, we won a lot of games right. coaching or you know, me playing. You all played and you won games. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. but in the end, it was like, how'd you treat them? How'd you exactly. treat people? Greg, the thing about you, we often say people, people may not remember, um, People not remember your name, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm. Coaching and CB is up here, a coach. E is a coach. You are a coach. Coaching is so instrumental in in helping a young man lead their life. Yeah. The lessons, like you talked about, we we can count the wins. Us three play together. We won from eight years old. Till we got y'all kept winning, my winning, my winning kind of declined. It just plateaued. <laughs> but, but, but the, we can count the wins to the wazoo, but the lessons are forever. Yeah, ever. You know what I'm saying? It, it helped helped us in the workplace. It helped us in life. It helped us deal with adversity. It helped us. Like I play DB, and one thing as a corner you have to have a short-term memory. Like CB loved to throw the bomb. He loved to throw the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. So if he beat me deep, I can't be moping around. No. Right. I got to forget about that sure. and get back on you my You can't knee. lick your wounds, man. You, you can't lick out there. Mm-hmm. And so, but think about that in life. When you get knocked down, I never had time to mope about this or that. Mm-hmm. I had to get back up. Short-term memory. Sure. And so the lessons of football translate to life yeah. and it helps you become a decent human being. I hope it makes me become an awesome human being, but for others. Absolutely. I mean, we've already had our fun, right? You you all played and had success. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still doing it, seeing kids succeed. And uh, E, where are you coach? Uh, I coached uh, Little League before, like Highland okay. Park, and I coached at West Catholic last year as well. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I had my son was was there. Gotcha. I just think maybe this sounds, it's not chauvinistic, it's just the sports we played, but men. Yeah. Yeah. Men were the, they, they made a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, maybe in society we, we need to make a call out to men. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you coach or mm-hmm. whether you're a pastor or whether you're a business owner, uh, I, I can't think of, I had maybe one or two marginal coaches, marginal, like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, they weren't bad people, they just weren't great at coaching mm-hmm. of my whole life. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Exactly. I mean, that's good, gift. though. Yeah. So I went to Hope, and uh, just about a month ago, I so I co- played baseball at Hope and football at Hope, and so I called both my coaches and said, "Let's go out for lunch." Now I see my football coach probably four times a year. Okay. We'll go out lunch, golf, whatever, do chapel and lunch at Hope, or whatever. But my baseball coach had been gone, mm. so we had lunch just about a month ago, and the stories. There you go. And they spoke as if it was yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think yeah. players do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you invest in a kid and they don't go on to college, they'll still come back. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brew, you, 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 you spoke in my life. Hey, Eric, you spoke in my mm-hmm. That's what they want. Yeah. yeah you're right. You know, it just happens to be equipment we wear, a ball exactly. chase. Yeah. You mentioned about uh, coaches and about men. And I think when, when men are leading the way, the community as a whole is better. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes men have a tendency to take the day off or the year off but when we are present to your point greg 
we can transform lives for the better. And so that's why everybody up here has has engaged in some form of coaching, mentoring, mm. life coaching like you do, Greg, mm -hmm. because it's needed to help guide people through life. Yeah. And when you can use your experience, my pastor always say, and me and E-Love is, I've been you already. Mm -hmm. You haven't been me. Mm -hmm. So think about Carlton Brewster, NFL, Eric Malloy played at the highest level. Everything you did, great. Think about when these young kids come through, we can tell them about everything mm -hmm. because we've, in our years of living now, we've been up, we've been down, we've had to overcome adversity. So think about what we, when, when men step up in our present, can pour back into a young person coming through the day. Mm -hmm. I, I think there wasn't an option right. to quit. Mm. Nah, it wasn't. What? No, you get back out there. Right. Yeah. Like you say, you can't, you got a short term memory. I thought Brett Favre, not my favorite quarterback, very unorthodox, <laughs> docs, but he was, a, he was a competitor. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a bull out there. Yeah. Like a warrior. Mm -hmm. You throw a pick at the worst time of the day and <laughs> you go back yep. out there and you're like, exactly. it didn't even change him. Right. Exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go a little bit with adversity. So I think maybe it's on us mm. as adults, but adversity is normal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Adversity is normal. In fact, yeah. it shapes I, your character. I probably didn't flex any muscles without adversity. Yeah. With adversity, you had to find it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going back out. Yep. You know, yeah. I threw a pick. Yeah. Uh, I let him score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. I missed a block. Yeah. You know, I dropped a ball, whatever it is. And uh, I think the adversity piece is a critical one for us adults to be Absolutely. able to share. So I'll, I'll, this is a cool uh, example. Uh, I've, I, I've coached. 20 plus years in high school sports and it's probably my favorite because it's clean mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just clean <laughs> you know maybe mom or dad getting a little excited because they want their kid to go somewhere else that's okay i get it they want yeah. to go to college but it's clean and um but they don't like the disruption mm. right so one of my drills for quarterbacks is is a chaos drill mm -hmm. well you draw up a play brew and you drew up the perfect play right everybody does all 11 guys do the same right thing and they score it never goes that way. Right. right. You got to improvise. So the, this whole most chaos, yeah, you do <laughs> most times. Like, mm -hmm. this is this is well-written, but that ain't how it happens on the field. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the chaos drills, whether they're, you know, broken down plays, you, you just yeah. really think, oh, he improvised. Mm -hmm. And I think that's life. I think that's what you loved about Brett Favre. We used to say he played at the highest level as if he was playing backyard football. Yeah. Yeah. But he was improvising. Almost all the time. And all, he was available every And he was week. available every week. Yep. He was present, E. Yep. Oh, yep. And he, he, he operated at the highest level in the midst of chaos. Yep. And like you said, Greg, and he would throw picks at the worst yes, time. Crucial <laughs> times. Back foot. Word. But he would come back out the next possession, whether the defense got scored on or mm -hmm. got a stop. And like you said, Greg, he didn't ever waver. No, he, never waver. No, he played. He threw the next pass like he didn't just throw a pick. Mm -hmm. And today, you see a lot of quarterbacks after they throw a pick, they be real timid. They oh, throw a screen man. pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll run the ball. They'll run yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like what you said is, so when you was talking about the INT, so we played. We both played quarterback. You know, he played highest level at QB. Um, but what I was thinking of a pick six. We played Grampus Catholic Central. <laughs> <laughs> so second round of the playoffs yeah. for the district championship. I run a sprint out. Our 862 is corner. Number two got the corner route. Number one run a little quick out. While I sprinted out, the linebacker blitz B gap. That's going to be a problem. Oh, blew <laughs> me up. Oh, <laughs> Boom. So I throw it. So I see him coming, but I threw it, deflected, and then I looked up. Pick six is like six of them running with it. And then you hear the crowd, man, they oh, had a nice. gallon, yeah. gallons of coins in there, they just shaking. I woke up, the lights, my um man, I couldn't hardly see it was Tom Dyer hit me. He was like six foot two fifty. <laughs> you know, I'm only one seventy. Yeah. Cleaned me up. But like mm -hmm. you said, I had to go. That's the toughest you gonna part. Respond? Yeah. Pick, pick six. Yeah. You got to respond. You got to respond. Right away. You back up. Because <laughs> he, he, they kicking it off. You back it. up. You got one play. You got the extra point. You got the extra point. You got half out there. the field hates you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. half the crowd loves you because yeah. you helped their team. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> the pick sixes are just. Oh, man. I love watching a QB 
kind of take out his frustration yeah. when he throws a pick six potentially yeah. and they just level the, the, the interceptor. <laughs> like a rock. used to always do that, man. You got to pop, man. Oh, you got to pop. I was water boy. Like, I never. <laughs> it's crazy, though. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a physical specimen run through a wall, but if I threw a pick, mm. it's You're water the best boy. soccer on the team. What? Hey, Greg, hey, Greg, <laughs> Greg, Greg, me and him, best friends. We talk every week of our life. This dude threw a pick to me, yeah. Ottawa oh, versus man. Preston. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm thinking I got a pick six. This dude come out of nowhere. <laughs> and he do the dookiest tackle. <laughs> Did he threw it on you? Yeah. I'm looking like, dude. Now, now, I know him. He is a good tackler. He know how to tackle. He chose to do his worst tackle on me. <laughs> he, he did his Deion Sanders tackle. I'm looking like, dude. But imagine this nowadays, you, bro. That's out of the game now. Like, the quarterbacks won't dare to go nah, make a tackle. Right nah, nah. They pretend they got a hamstring yeah, pull. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, man. Crazy. But I think chaos, you know, to tie it into lessons after sports or beyond sports, I, you know, you don't get a job. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a bad manager, and you've been yeah. in the job for 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just chaos, yep. and you got to right, give it back to God mm -hmm. and find out who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't change the manager mm -hmm. uh, or if the company gets sold or whatever your job is. So I think just chaos is just hard to train for, but you got to be ready for it. Mm. You know? I got, got a question for you. Since you, you, you played in the NFL at quarterback, I know we will talk about that. But I know when you was coaching at Calvin Christian, I think I was at Lee. Yes. He was coaching the quarterbacks OC. So, you know, what are some ways, what are some of your great qualities of coaching? Because mm. you're, you're, you're in the speaking, you're in the life coaching, mm. consulting. So now you're coaching a quarterback, mm -hmm. right? You're coaching a quarterback. He's young and experienced. How would you get him to transfer? He got all the, the attributes. What are you going to do? Because I, I got a couple quarterbacks, and I got one that got a ton of talent, but he's inexperienced. Yeah. So, I wish we could fast forward experience for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't. That's good. So that's good. A science project. You did a chrysalis, uh, you know, on a plant, and there's going to be a butterfly inside, and it's struggling. Mm. You can't take an exacto knife and break open that chrysalis, or that butterfly won't fly because mm -hmm. it hadn't worked. It hadn't put the work in. And I think as coaches, our temptation is to bubble wrap our players, mm -hmm. and they—that's how they're going to find out. Do you actually have it? But Brew, you got a—you know—you got a talented kid, and um, I think really at that particular position, talent's one thing, but right here is where it all matters. Yeah. And uh, if they start self-doubting, you know, being negative, maybe arguing in the huddle, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good you are. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some quarterback stories that are flops that were really quite good in high school or college, and they never made it. And uh, they're talented, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of it's here. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say this, you know, one of my things, Brew, is slow the game down. Mm -hmm. Slow the game down. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, you're not in a hurry. Um, and then you, you put them in position to have some success early. Mm -hmm. So I had a quarterback at Ottawa who I would just say started slow. You know, he, mm -hmm. others are, you know, ramming helmets and, you know, getting all jazz. <laughs> and he, he just was just slow, mm -hmm. just careful. And uh, so I ran on the ball twice. We start mm -hmm. the game off, bang your helmet. Mm -hmm. And after two runs and banged his helmet, he was in, he was ready, he was ready to play. He woke up. But he woke up, mm -hmm. you know, and I couldn't do it for him. I couldn't say, hey, let's bang your helmet on the sidelines and go out now. Mm -hmm. I got to call two running plays. I might give up our first series, yeah. but he had to bang his helmet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, Brew, that would be one of mine. Um, the other part I think, there were probably times here at this high school, we didn't have a great football program. We competed, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, we had probably other sports that were better at my high school here at Grand Ops Christian. But, um, you know, we, we competed with teams. We just didn't have all the talent, you mm -hmm. know. And, um, but it, don't quit on us, you know, yeah. even though we're undermanned. Yep. Um, so we spoke of Fred Julian, a uh, mm -hmm. coach from West Catholic. So my school here had grass field. Not turf. Yes, y'all did. Oh, uh, man, yeah. the worst grass. And y'all had, oh, had the worst bad. grass. We were, trying to fund, we were trying to fundraise. <laughs> we played y'all late the year after. E, 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 oh, e, just a, e, that shoulder injury I told you about, that, ha that happened here. That's just, it's, just a, it's just a mud track. But I think, so Fred Julian, West Catholic was really good. So my sophomore year, they won the state championship. Mm -hmm. My junior year, Catholic Class Central B? won. 
or C. Class B. B. Yep. Hey, West won. Ooh. West won, and then Catholic my junior year, and then Ottawa went to the semis my senior year. So we had three teams, and back then you had to be eight and one or nine and zero. Oh. Nine and zero. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we never made the playoffs. We weren't even worried about. It. You know, once the last game was done, we knew we could go play basketball. We're, we're not going nowhere. You know, but Fred Julian was such a hard guy. I mean, he just he screamed and loved his players, but just loved them hard. And the first game or first half, we're in the game. It's twenty-one nineteen. So. Fred was going to, Coach Julian was going to bring his team at halftime to the building, mm-hmm. and he didn't let them. He stayed right on that field and just yelled at them. <laughs> and after, so he didn't take them to the locker oh, room. Oh, no. They had no, there was no oranges, no water, no, no <laughs> potty break. No, they, he, you don't back out. Right. And that's a horrible halftime. And this team's terrible. Whatever he said, yeah. we, we just heard him yelling. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and uh, so second half, they put the hammer on us and we lost, I don't know, probably, probably didn't score, 35-19 or something. <laughs> but in the game, so we, our home field, our home was uh, blue bottoms, white tops. Second half, this was all green on the back. <laughs> I, I could hardly stand up. And they were just hitting, hitting, hitting. Yeah. And his halftime speech worked. Yeah. You know, and yet we didn't give up, but his team responded because mm-hmm. they knew they were better. Yeah. You know, and they played down to our level, and that's a great life lesson too. Yep. Don't settle and play down. Mm, right? yep. You know, play up. And if you're with the wrong group, switch. Mm-hmm. There you, go. you know, if you're hanging around bad people or people that are average and you want to be awesome yeah go to hang around awesome people exactly uh my grandma said a cool thing i wrote a book it's coming out it's uh, called sage which is advice for my parents and grandparents mm-hmm. i'll get you copies but mm-hmm. my grandma started with uh, so i was left-handed which back then we didn't have mc sports are, or you, are you ambidextrous now i am okay yeah. I, I, I knew where you was going yep. with that yeah, i can eat both <laughs> hands but uh, <laughs> uh so getting a left-handed glove was tough. Right? It was, uh, I mean, there weren't that many players. Hard in the major to find. Leagues. They tried to change the players. I mean, no one could play catcher or shortstop left-handed. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just they were prejudiced against me. Totally kidding. <laughs> anyway, so my dad gets me this glove from four years old. I mean, the glove is probably as long as my leg. You know, because mm-hmm. they didn't have kids' gloves. You know, so I'm over at my grandparents' house. And my grandma goes, "Let's go play catch with your glove." Mm-hmm. So we play catch a little bit. I had a good arm. At that, four years old, it wasn't super accurate. Okay. <laughs> so she got a little tired of chasing the ball yeah. to the neighbors or the third neighbors or the sixth neighbors down. Like, That's <laughs> along. And then I would chase it, and we got a little tired. Mm. And so she says, let's sit on the porch and have a little popsicle. So I said, I'll take an orange one. She goes, yeah, I know, I figured. <laughs> and uh, so we're sitting in the popsicle, and my grandma goes, um, hey, you want to know what you're going to be when you grow up? Now I'm four. Mm. My grandma walked on water. I, yeah, tell me whoever you hang around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's us, right? As we <laughs> share with kids or, or yep. we help kids, we teach kids, mm-hmm. is who you hang around is going to be who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you hang around all-stars like you all, you know, sitting here, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a guest. <laughs> I'm a guest, but it's We're still a company. Hall of Famer. We're yeah, it's company. all good. It's yeah, just we, a guest, we, you know. We, we so, happy to be with you, Greg. Yeah, just fun. So, you, so my grandma kind of got me thinking, yeah, who I hang around. Mm. And then... Who I am recruits who I hang around to. Mm. Yep. And that's a personal thing. That's yeah. good. Right? We often say, E, you are the sum of the five people you hang around. Yeah, that's good. And like like Greg, we often associate it winners hang with winners. Yeah. Mm. They all they know is winning. All we know is winning. Mm-hmm. Now we ain't always one at everything, but it's a winner's mentality. Mental, it's yeah. a championship mindset yep. that we take to the workplace, in our marriage, in our families, mm-hmm. in the community. And you're right, who you are then attracts that to you. So if we're not together, if we are with somebody else, they're of that ilk too. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, we won't be around them long. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll, they'll prove you wrong, yeah. but you, you, can't, you can't be a chameleon in your character. Right. You could be a chameleon if you needed to dress up or dress down, drive this car or go to this restaurant. That's different. But when you're talking character, I, I think that's probably what most of my coaches shared. Is, mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. You do that. We, we don't talk that way. You know, this is your team. Yeah. We, we don't we don't beat each other up. Mm-hmm. And we're on the team. We, we might be against this other school mm-hmm. for tonight, Friday night under the lights. But yeah, so I think. For us as adults and, and whoever's listening to this podcast, which is an amazing podcast, um, I, to me, it's 
man up. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. Life is too short. There you go. You know, we've lost some buddies, right? You know? Yeah. So they didn't have they didn't have 75 years on earth. So don't don't leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Correct. So Greg, going from athlete to coach, um, speaking in the uh, young men's lives and things of that nature. Did that propel you to being a motivational speaker or to being a life coach or or what did propel you to that career? I, th- I think a lot of things did. I, th- I think my mom was a leader way before women were allowed. Yeah. Okay. So you you seen it before it became mainstream. Yeah. It, it, she wasn't liber- women's liberal. I don't even know what that is, but mm-hmm. she just was a leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knocked down doors and she's she wasn't difficult to be around she she was talented mm-hmm. and you couldn't keep her off the field or out of that committee mm-hmm. um i think maybe being around such i use i like the word mosaic in sports mm-hmm. and you see a dude and you're like i don't care what color he is he's he's on our team he's good exactly mm-hmm. I mean, he can help us win mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we were about, yeah. about you know and we you know go to mlk park or yeah. michigan fuller and you're like I don't know, I'll take you. I mean, yeah. It looks like you could play. You <laughs> yeah. know? I mean, we were just accepting, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, I, th- I think maybe seeing promise and potential in people mm-hmm. is maybe what I enjoyed from coaching in sports. Okay. And then bring it to business. You're like, I see the potential. Yeah. And, and we're not in competition. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be better than you so you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like win everything, Chris, you have nothing. Exactly. It's like we, we can both win. We yeah. both can win. That's so huge. Maybe, maybe I don't know if that helped you, but. No, I like that. Um, I just think seeing the potential in people. Yeah. Um, there's a book, I didn't write it, but it's called The Noticer. It's okay. a fr- friend of mine, Andy Andrews. I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you the yeah. link, but. The whole book's premise is a fable about a dude that doesn't have a first name. Mm-hmm. And he walks around kind of like Jesus, just sees people, notices mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And he just speaks in their life mm-hmm. and he changes their trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I enjoy about life coaching, business coaching, yeah. you know, sports coaching yeah. is just you see the potential. And it's yeah. quite fun when someone makes it. You're like, mm-hmm. yes, not this. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you made it. You made it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you see somebody else uh, achieve those results, right? It's just so fun. Yeah, there you go. Rewarding. There you, you go. Know. And I think we're maybe it's dog eat dog too much out there. To to me, I don't have a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's biblical. I have an abundance mindset. Yep. And to me, there's resources for everybody. There you mm-hmm. go. You know, uh, it's not like there's a shortage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I think don't go alone. Bring other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you know like. You're inviting me to be here, so hopefully I help. Mm-hmm. Just don't go alone. There you go. You know, um, I've seen you know I've seen a lot of people who were on an island and they they dried up. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's a great lesson for kids. You know, don't yeah. don't do it alone, man. That's funny yeah. you said on an island. I usually use that analogy as being in leadership when you're trying to change culture. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> I'm on an island by myself. Yeah. Like this is who I am. But eventually, I'm going to have people that's on the island with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like I, that. I think sometimes we resort maybe to go on the island because we're just, you know, either tired or maybe we're full of ourselves or mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, whatever it is. And I, I just find being on an island is dang lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's true. And, uh, and that's boy, why they, in leadership, they often say it's lonely at the top. But to your point, Greg, I think that's why we're so intentional about bringing others along or helping mm-hmm. others realize their potential. So you don't have to sit and be lonely at the top. You mm-hmm. you got a whole you got you don't you got a whole mob of people that's coming yeah. as well. You know what I'm saying? You're you're uplifting others, and so that's one of the victories that you do with life coaching. The thing I was going to also ask you about too is in life coaching, what are what are some commonalities that you see? Like th- that, when I talked to out of ten people, six out of these ten all had these same kind of barriers that they were struggling to get over hmm. that's a good question a good bro. Word. how much time we got right <laughs> <laughs> you got your um, notes still over there <laughs> no, I got no notes. I'm just we're, we're just going from the hip right, man. here we go, there we go. <laughs> um, I think how let's go with this those that made it farther mm-hmm. um, didn't let setbacks mm. describe who they were that's good. Mm. You dropped the jewels think, on us. I think setbacks is, um, it, it kind of makes you pout, you know, mm-hmm. kind of makes you doubt. 
and uh, that's just a winning mindset is, you know, that's a setback, yeah, mm-hmm. but we I'm, often I'm not going to be detained. So the winner, the winning mentality looks as a setback is nothing more than preparing you for an awesome comeback. If you think about a setback <clears throat> or just maybe a tranquil life, what's the growth? Mm-hmm. You're just tranquil. You're just moving along. Mm-hmm. You have a setback and you get to come up. Yeah. That's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've learned also, whether it's coaching or life coaching, often they don't do it alone. Mm. You know, that's someone true. who's a mentor, that's someone true. who spoke in their life, yeah. uh, like this noticer, he kind of talks to people and he finds them. And Chris, you and your wife, I notice you're going through something. Just, just know in the end, it's going to be more beautiful than your wedding vows. Yeah. And this guy leaves and you're like, <laughs> how did he know right. you know so I think setback and, and comebacks are just so sweet um, I think grit might be one that mm-hmm. I've seen and really some winners is grit like um, you know coaching high school kids you know hey we're going to do laps and you know people cheating on the corners and you know they you know <laughs> right. pretend they got a hamstring pull or whatever and you're just cheating yourself yeah. mm-hmm. and so I think the the grit of no I'm I'm I've got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also, in, in life coaching, particularly in business coaching, uh, this is how I describe. So if you said, what's your mantra in coaching? It'd be, I'm just going to bring out what God put in you anyway. Yeah. Mm, I'm not giving good. you nothing God didn't give you. you I'm just going to bring Greg. it out. There you go. That's, that's what good, you do in Greg. coaching. You, you, they make the person believe they can run that route. Mm-hmm. You can fill that A gap and stop that fullback. Mm-hmm. That's what you teach them to do. That's um, good. I think... Hustle is a big one mm-hmm. for me. Um, maybe people think they're going to get it handed to them. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure why they think that. I mean, I, none of us did that. I, mean, I don't know I mean, what that is. My dad never even bought me a leather pair of shoes. I had to buy my own for basketball. <laughs> On this floor, my senior finally got my first leather basketball shoe. <laughs> he goes, well, they stretch. You know, well, dad, uh, everything stretches, you know. But, but it was probably money, you know. We, I didn't grow up rich or nothing and just... I was fortunate to come to this school, and I know my parents and grandparents contributed for me to go here. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't like we were Silver Spoon and Country Club. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, I think that one other thing maybe that I find with winners or winning, you know, mindset is um, they observe. Mm-hmm. They pay attention. They observe. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you what do you do different? How are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Well, you do it a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But both works. Mm-hmm. So you observe. You're just mm-hmm. curious. You're watching. Probably my favorite way to learn, you know, mm-hmm. is to observe. Like, you just yeah. watch people. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe um, I'll stop with those few. Sorry about that. Was, that was I want, awesome. I want to tell you a funny story. So <laughs> I used to uh, do commencements at um, the um, alternative ed high schools. Mm-hmm. And that's where I first started speaking to okay. answer your question. Okay. So I would do commencements at alternative ed. Wyoming had a big one, so I'd, I did those for a long time. And did it for free. It was just exhilarating and I try to wear you know not a business suit because these kids aren't coming from mm-hmm. business families I mean they're struggling kids you know and um, just give them hope yeah you know but uh, so I start with one story um, <clears throat> my coach if, if, if I'm gonna send that to my coach he's like oh I'm glad you said that <laughs> but uh, so I'm a freshman at Hope College I'm a decent player but they have a senior quarterback mm. and at Hope that was sort of their their ritual of we're going to honor the seniors the senior, you, you yeah. came through our program we're, we're not going to sit you mm-hmm. and maybe they were right or wrong it doesn't matter but I was a freshman so you know, I was like I, I probably was better than the senior but I didn't know the offense mm-hmm. the way he did it so um, I traveled and got to play a lot <clears throat> but um, we're going to Viper, Vel, 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 Valparaiso University in uh, Indiana. Indiana, yep. And um, I'll, I'll share the story. So my, 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 my commencement is uh, I have one NCAA record that will never be broken by a regular player, not a kicker, mm-hmm. is I scored from the first play as a freshman ever. Mm. And I'll tell you the rest of the story. So we're at Valparaiso. Ironically, they had this cast cannon that you'd throw these <laughs> you know, bombs in and whenever someone scored, they would would shoot them off. Well, I thought now I'm thinking, why would they shoot them off for us? We're beating them. But they did. They shot off seven. So it was just about a touchdown. It was a touchdown. It wasn't like, to me, I wouldn't have wasted a cap on us. I mean, I'm Bell Prize, you know. 
Anyway, so we're up 28 nothing, and coach goes, uh, hey, Harris, you want to go in? I said, well, yeah. Well, I got mouth guard in or dry mouth, you know. And yeah. I was all nervous. I said, sure, I'll go in. So defense stops them. They punt, goes over the, re the returner's head. Mm-hmm. All the way to the two-foot line. Oh, wow. Oh. So I got 99 yards to score. There mm -hmm. you go. So he goes, quarterback sneak. And fortunately, I picked the center, not the guard, <laughs> to get the ball. And I go up to the ball and take a step back, push off, score a safety for Valparaiso. Wow. <laughs> True story. Coach, Coach Smith, I'm really sorry I did that. <laughs> then I had to walk 35 yards across the, the field to my sideline where everyone's like, what? <laughs> so they had a shutout. And I just ruined it with two points. I could have walked all the way back to Holland, Michigan. I, here's your helmet, coach. I, I don't deserve this. And he sent me go back out. And obviously, it, the story changed, you know, as how, how we did well and, and won a lot. But when I tell an alternative ed kid, and that's not how you start. Because mm -hmm. if I'd have started and I scored a safety for the other team, <laughs> exactly. I'd have quit. <laughs> but they didn't let me. Mm. So for alternative ed people, it's like, you know what, guys? I know you took a different route. Mm -hmm. You know, I think things got bumpy, you know, maybe decisions or other people. or, But you're here, no, and you yeah. still got all this runway yet. Yeah. So it's not how you start. It's how you finish. I love that. Yeah. So it's a, that's a funny story. But my coach would be like, that's not a funny story. You, know? <laughs> you messed up our shutoff. Oh, my goodness gracious. Just And what a long ride home. Oh. Hey, hey, E, I know the defense gave him. Ooh, that's on my side eye. That's that shutout, man. In fact, I just was with one of my college buddies. We, we play pickleball at Belknap Park, and he goes, I remember you took that knee for the other team. <laughs> that's 40 years ago. Yeah. What the world? Yeah, you, you will know, never yeah. lay it out. No, 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 no. I, I could I could have scored a thousand passing yep. touchdowns and they would still remember that oh, yep. yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so your journey I want to talk about your journey getting to the National Football League and could you talk about that high school success college success and, and you get your shot and you know what it looked like and and how you got there I, I played a lot of sports so I mind I just like to play mm -hmm. so um, a division one scholarship for baseball or football they were offered for me, except Bo Schembechler. Mm -hmm. He never did. I still don't like that guy. No. <laughs> he ran an option. I didn't run the option. Yeah. So it was just, you know, but the Big Ten and a lot of other schools. And then for baseball, I threw really hard and was pretty good control and didn't give up a lot of hits or mm -hmm. runs. And so I'm like, what do you do? What do you do? You know? Mm -hmm. And so I said, I want to play both. Mm -hmm. And then D1 schools go, mm-mm. So you could have played, let's say, or you could have played, or you could have played, let's say, lineman and shot putter and track. I get that, yeah. right? Or a D-back and a sprinter, mm -hmm. okay? But I played quarterback and I pitched. Yeah, they won. And that doesn't really work. Nah. Doesn't really work. So I thought, well, at that point, when I was growing up, Grand Valley was nothing. Hope played them and beat them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do D2. Mm -hmm. So I just went down to D3 and said, I'll just play any sport I can play. Mm -hmm. And so to get to your question, Brew, I really didn't pick a school to go beyond. I just mm -hmm. wanted to play. I want a good education, hang around some good people. Mm -hmm. And um, success happened. Um, and even in baseball, I was drafted by the Reds in high school and drafted by the Falcons in college. And oh, wow. so I didn't really hurt myself by yeah. going D3, but I just enjoyed playing. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know I probably wouldn't have contributed much in basketball you know white men can't jump and I, you know, <laughs> now I didn't have three-point shooters I and mean, we didn't right. have the arc so right. yeah I had to go in there and mix it up but um but if I could have I'd have played basketball in college too mm -hmm. yeah. my dad said you got to find the library at least 30 days <laughs> just get, get your 30 days in um it was a little different you know for you all playing it at bigger colleges you know hope just never had had that before mm -hmm. you know we were small and so Dallas Cowboys coming in three times to, you know, test me and watch games. And I mean, mm. probably half the NFL came, but I just like playing, mm -hmm. you know, they want to meet after the game. I'm like, well, my parents are here. You know, I, <laughs> right. I, I mean, they, they put me on the earth. I'm going to go with them. I, yeah. <laughs> um, but it got a little more intense, you know, a little more interest, more success. And so I don't really care for stats too much from about me. But one odd one is uh, the passing efficiency. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, you know, like how many, how many bad decisions you make as a quarterback. So my college 
passing efficiency number was 149 for four years. So you were better than, I think it's 146 yeah. now is the is standard. It, is it, I don't know. I, so, so I didn't make a lot of mistakes, you, you know. That boy um, was on point out you, there. How many times you guys thrown it a game? Me and game, you about average, you think. <sighs> Use Drew Brees at Purdue? No, no, gosh, I, I, I should have gone there. <laughs> My coach at, the, at at Hope, he liked the running game, mm-hmm. and he he played at UCLA, okay. so it was power and student body left and right. And yeah. So I sort of converted him a bit because uh, he had a threat. You know, mm-hmm. I could throw the ball pretty. He far made your throws pretty, count, man. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe maybe twenty times is all. Oh, that's a lot back then, though. Yeah, I mean, some games I threw seven. Mm-hmm. So I have one funny story. So we're playing another college. <laughs> I will not tell who it is. And they were okay. And we went down there and we're thinking, I hope we play into the third quarter because mm. our coach was very careful. Like if we're playing you and their, their friends as coaches, oh, they're not going to run the score up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So first half, I had five TD passes. Mm. I went through seven passes. Mm. <laughs> I never saw the field in the second half. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to get the stats. He, he could have about that. Yeah. You know, we're going to do this with grace and the class. Right, right. And right. then we kind of got into it where all the other guys got playing time. So instead of like sitting on the bench, having a Gatorade, you know, staring at your parents or whatever, I mean, we were on the line watching, watching. The, the next guys play because they're going to continue Hope College. Yeah. Yeah. So it really, our, eventually we converted it to, Let's see if we can get out of here in the second quarter. And um, so, but just the stats-wise, we didn't throw that much, Brew. It was... What round you get drafted to the Falcons? Uh, I think it was the sixth. Mm. The Dang, sixth. you got drafted sixth round? But D3? I got a funny story for you. So uh, <laughs> Dude, this is the, the worst timing. And, th- and that's why it's still a blessing. I still got, you know, good knees and don't have any concussions. But for um, the Atlanta Falcons, they had two really veteran QBs. Mm-hmm. William Andrews was the running back. Mm-hmm. Jeff Van Oat was a 40-year-old center, was Hall of Fame center. I mean, I got drafted by a team that didn't need me. Mm. And the USFL just folded. Mm. So now we have all those guys. Mm-hmm. We had 92 people in camp, mm. not rostered. Wow. <laughs> so it was just an influx of talent. Yeah, y'all had over like a trial. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it was huge. But uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, I, I will say, you know, probably wasn't a goal of mine to make the NFL. And then when you get there, you're like, yeah, it's not a goal. I mean, it's just a business. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you think about high school or maybe college, you do really know your buddies. And it's coming and going in the NFL. And it's just a different, it's a yeah. different mindset. It's a business. Mm-hmm. And that's not really why I played. I wasn't playing for business. Mm-hmm. I was playing for fun. And yeah, yeah like I, I'd enjoy playing tiddlywinks. I mean, I just want to play. You know, do something. <laughs> do something. Yeah. But uh, I think the, and the NFL was a great experience to show people after me, you don't have to pick D1. You don't have to mm-hmm. play for Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're good, they'll find they, you. They'll find you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. They'll find mm-hmm. you. Yes, you know, so. I think that's one thing that C- CB kind of showed mm-hmm. that mind you, he could have went to all the big D1 schools. Yep. But when he settled for Ferris, now Ferris hit him with the UWAP, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> but he still took the opportunity, made the most of it, mm-hmm. and still went on to the NFL. And so post your era, like to see him do it, it was like, man, you right, you don't have to shun opportunities at the D3 or D2 mm-hmm. level because from Carlton Brewster, Pierre Garçon, Ty Harum, like it's a whole bunch now um, that showed that it's possible. And you look at some of the draft and you're like, you know, when they come up and they'll do the starting lineup and yeah. linemen from Elkhorn State. Yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. You know, back then you're like, what state? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, state of emergency, where is that <laughs> one, you know? But now it's anybody. Yeah, they're any everywhere, any oh. yeah, And and for some of those, you know, Division One, AA, D2, you're like, oh, we already got four people in the NFL. I mean, they have stories. Mm-hmm. So when you can recruit a talent, you don't have to go to LSU. Yeah. You come here mm-hmm. and maybe get more playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to speak of one thing that I think is pretty critical, and it's something I have to always check myself on, is being coachable. Mm-hmm. And in business, that's a real big deal, too. Absolutely. Uh, so I have a very interesting story. I've uh, 
he, my, my middle school coach from Ottawa uh, passed away, but we had, uh, he knew my last name real well. Mm, there you go. Yeah. So it wasn't real coachable, I guess, in seventh or eighth grade. And, and <laughs> I'd like to redo that one and give me a mulligan, you know. <laughs> so we we're playing for a championship. Uh, back then we were called the Ottawa Giants and we played the Central uh, Panthers. It wasn't Rams. I don't know why. <laughs> <This is> middle school? <laughs> middle school. Yeah. So that's the feeders then, right? Feeders. Yep, feeders. I my school didn't have a feeder, okay. so I had to go over, you know. So we're playing for the championship, and uh, you know, my coach was, you know, good. We were winning, and um, so I, I, th I thought I had a better play. So I changed it in the huddle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And after it didn't go well, yep. I thought, I better, I better run to my parents' vehicle before he catches me. Oh. <laughs> And it's those great lessons of yeah. sports, like where you think you know more. Yeah. Let's be coachable, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Come on, you yeah. know. So. Billy, man, you get humble so fast. Quickly. Oh, yeah. man. It's immediately, most yeah. times. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's before the whistle stops blowing. You're like, ah, that was a mistake. That's going to call. Probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, he, he did use my last name often. And um, I didn't even know that was my middle name, <laughs> things that he put with it. But, yeah, so I think coachability is a big deal, in, whether that's in, you know, whether it's a marriage, whether it's in business, you know, uh, coaching high school kids, just be coachable. Be you coach. know? Like you say, you, you know stuff. Yeah. You know, back then we didn't know much, and we thought we did, I guess. But. Right. So everybody does at oh, a age. Crazy. On that note, man, Greg, we want to say thank you for just being an awesome guest entertaining us with hilarious stories oh, yeah. from 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 down here to how you made it up here man and i think the one big takeaway is if you guys watch this and you listen to greg's story and you know his heart and you know his character it's not about how you start but it's about how you finish Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. and from his walk with the lord from his walk and his desire to pour into others i think if you if you can feel his energy in real life yeah. you would see how he was able to transform the lives of so many others and so greg once again man we just want to say thank you for hanging out with us oh, it's been pleasure. letting us hang out with you it's and been a pleasure. um yeah, thank you, man. Man. we appreciate you yeah. oh yeah dropping definitely. the jews on us today <laughs> man yeah. the, the problem is we don't, we don't have that big a crown right? <laughs> <laughs> till next time guys we'll catch you in the next one please make sure you like subscribe and tap in to us on all platforms and on YouTube. Leave us a comment down below. Whoever you want to see us interview next, we'll be glad to make that happen. Till then, take care. Peace. Peace. Bro's